We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Fresh for the show. I'm uh, I'm flying solo today. Uh, we had a couple cancellations last minute, uh, but I'm here for the people. I'm here to give you guys the content. I've never done a show. It's been uh, it's been a while since my FIU Student Media Day uh, days that I've done shows by myself. So welcome if you're on Twitch chat on twitch.tv slash miheatbeat. I welcome you to this program. Uh, I'm actually excited. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you got to join us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash miheatbeat for any of our live podcasts. You can follow us at miheatbeat on Twitter for all the updates on that on our locker room sessions. Those are a lot of fun. We do those mornings after games uh, where you guys can kind of talk to us and ask questions. It's more interactive. Uh, but today we're vibing, we're vibing with chat. Crab's, uh, crab photographer in the chat is like, you need deuces to bail you out. Listen, we are above the deuces. OK, we, we don't need the deuces here to help out. Uh, Schmied and Smolnik and chat says, Gears are already talking too much. Well, this is all you get today. Uh, maybe somebody comes to help me out from Heatbeat. I know that everyone was a little busy today, but the show must go on. Let's start with, uh, I guess, I mean, we could go a couple directions, chat. We can go Kawhi, kind of Kawhi's agent, making some comments. We can go the game last night. We could preview the Laker game. We can go Deadman. I think I'm going to start with Kawhi because that's kind of like, I don't know. To me, that's a little exciting. And who doesn't love free agency talk? Uh, Kawhi said <laughs> his agent or his representative or somebody in his camp uh, would absolutely be, Kawhi Leonard would absolutely be interested in joining forces with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo in Miami. Joining forces. Uh, <laughs> like, um, listen, 
that's why the Heat are who they are. Because they're going to be in the game for any superstar. They're going to be in the game for any free agents. Even if they're not the ones that are getting them. Even if they're not, like, you know, it's it's been since, you know, I mean, they got Jimmy. But before, to LeBron and Jimmy, they were linked to a lot of names that they didn't get. You know, the Gordon Hayward saga you know, KD, Giannis, there's a lot of, there's a lot of strikeouts, right? There's a lot of names they didn't get. And that's okay. That's fine. Uh, But they're going to be in the conversation. I remember specifically when Anthony Davis was kind of in the discussions of getting traded, you know, he, I remember there was a report out there. Yes, uh, Karmic Beat in chat says they got Luol Deng, uh, most important signing in Heat history. I remember when the AD thing was going on and Somebody in 80s camp said, well, if Miami had the cap space, this would be a different situation, right? Because they could get in because they're a desirable franchise. And I think as an organization, as, you know, a team that's always trying to win, they're they're never playing for a lot. Very rarely do they play for lottery balls. You kind of have to hope to give yourself a chance to get in that you know what I mean? To get get in the conversation for a star, to be desirable so that you can move heaven and earth to make them be here. Jimmy Butler wanted to be in Miami. And when he was in Minnesota and those trade talks fell apart, eventually he got to Miami. Paul George wanted to be in Los Angeles. It, it took a weird way to get there and it wasn't the Lakers, but Paul George ended up in Los Angeles. Guys go where they want to be for the most part. And if the organizations are willing to play ball, they're going to get there. And yeah, I know that the Kawhi shot it down or there's some report that uh, I think Sam Amico or, or Sam Amick, I get the Sam's confused. We're like, okay, well, you know, Kawhi's probably going to stay. Very likely he's going to stay. Uh, of course, right? That's the damage control that you do. Uh, but listen, if they have a flame out in the first round of the playoffs, Denver just kicked their ass. Like just totally kicked their ass. And that's an awful matchup for them, by the way. Like, you know, Denver's gotten a lot better since the Aaron Gordon deal. They're they're fucking coming. And that Clipper team, you know, the way that they switch and the way Jokic is able to really attack those soft spots of their switches and just the Denver's on fire right now. So there's a lot of teams in the West that are really scary for the Clippers. So, you know, if they if they strike out, if Paul George has if Kawhi has two straight. Uh, you know, second round exits, you know, in Los Angeles. And, and if he looks to, you know, if he looks down his bench and he sees that his second best player is Paul George uh, and it's just not, it's just not working for him. Listen, we saw what Jimmy Butler can do. And I'm sure that that's attractive to him and playing with Bam and, and get him on a maintenance plan where he's not. I mean, Kawhi's playing a lot more than normal this season, but they have to. The Western Conference is tough and they're not as good as they thought they'd be. And they're all capped out and they really can't get better and they have no picks to trade. And it's 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 uh, it's not a great situation for them right now in terms of kind of improving. So that's something to monitor. Uh, we've said this on this podcast before, like that's a guy that is going to be a free agent. And I don't think it's so certain. And this is not reporting. This is just like kind of being speculative uh, that they are going to, that, that he's going to sign for sure. And if they're going to be, if they're going to be in the mix, that's going to be incredible. Uh, Dark province and chat ask, how will the debt, how will Deadman impact the team? So I want to move on to that because he, he's interesting to me for a lot of reasons. So I thought last night was probably like one of the games that you point to and be like, uh, Deadman there. Deadman could have really helped out. The Heat, when they play bigs, 
they Eric Spolster teams have done this forever. Let's go back to the Roy Hibbert days when the Heat were playing the Pacers and they were like clearly a smaller team. And that's even without Chris Bosch, right? So like even going back even further to the second round series when Chris Bosch got hurt in game two, it was like a Mother's Day or something. I'll never forget that. Worst Mother's Day ever. Having brunch at my house and Kate, Chris Bosch goes down. It's like an afternoon game. I'm like, oh God, it's all over. Um, And they love to front the post and send help. And that's what Eric Spolster teams have done. And even when Hassan Whiteside was here, when they can get away with some single coverage, they like the help. And I I understand if it's not, it's harder when it's a guy like Jokic, right? Because Jokic is gonna Jokic is gonna absolutely murder you picking apart help. So wherever you're helping from, wherever you're sending that second man to, you front and you help. That you know that that swing pass is gonna be there, and they have enough shooting and enough ball pressure to the rim where that becomes a nightmare for you. A team like Philadelphia doesn't have that, right? So if you look at last night, Valanchunas, a lot better passer out of the post than Embiid. Embiid has a negative assist to turnover ratio. I think that that's like one of the most important things when we talk about how the Heat are going to defend him. And Deadman is going to give them another option. They're going to give them another body to throw at. They're always going to send two. They're never going to give Embiid single coverage, ever. And, and Deadman's just another body that you throw at him. And I think that when you're a team really try like legitimately trying to win a championship. They're not the Heat are not just trying to, you know, okay, let's get to the second round and like we throw confetti. That's not how they work. That's not how they operate, especially given Jimmy's clock. They're trying to win. And they need to understand that they understand that they have to give as many looks as they can to Eric Spolstra. How many, how many different lineups can we give you? Because I think the way the Heat want to play is pretty clear, right? They want to play with one big and then a wing of power forward, whether that's that power forward is Ariza, whether that's Jimmy, or whether that's Andre Iguodala. And then they want to play with shooting everywhere else on the floor because Andre is not really a shooter and neither is Jimmy. So you want to surround, you know, those guys with shooting and then you're one big, whether it's Bam or, or Bailey or Deadman or whatever. And that's how they're going to play. And that's how they want to play. And by adding Deadman, you give Eric Spolstra, wait, now I can play two bigs. Now I can I can do some funky stuff. I can play Bam and Deadman together if Deadman's going to be a floor spacer. Now, Deadman was in the mid to low 20s last season in Atlanta and in, in his last season in Sacramento. So, like, that's not <laughs> – he. the last time he played basketball wasn't good. And he hasn't played in a year. And the last time we saw him play, it was bad. We're like two years removed from like good Dwayne Dedman. So I would like approach this with caution. Uh, heat expert in the chat says Dedman will have zero. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Effect, end of the bench guy. There's only a case of emergency. And that's kind of what I agree with. You know, Curtis Hero says Deadman gives another body to throw out Embiid. I agree with that. And I kind of think that that's going to be his role. Dark Province says, I don't think Achua in the rotation once Deadman gets here, though. And I think that Precious is going to get his time. I think that Bam will miss some games down the stretch. There'll they'll be things that are happening. And they'll they'll kind of patchwork together. I think that for sure Precious is going to get some time. He can play with Deadman. He can play with Bailitia. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Oh, look at that. We have uh, we have Frankie. We're welcoming Frankie, who was tardy. Thanks for sending some help. Uh, listen, I've been I've been riding this solo. How you doing? I'm good, man. How about you? Listen, we're uh, we're we're going. Uh, I've I've never done a solo show. We went uh, we went 12 minutes chat. How would you say that went? Can can you uh can you tell me how do you think my solo show went? I was a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I had to I had to ramble. Uh, Frankie, you know I'm good at rambling. I, I had to I had to I had to bring it. Uh, <laughs> Smith says, "Damn it, Frankie, you were in, we were enjoying watching G drown. Was I drowning? Was it drowning? Chat? Would you say it was drowning? Okay, Heat Expert says it was good actually. Okay, good. Um, I, I trust Heat Expert. He's got he's got good judgment. There we go." Um, so Frankie, we were talking about Deadman and kind of like the different looks that it could give Spo. It can kind of give him a chance to play two bigs. It could give him a chance to play one big. I, I don't think he'll have like a super huge effect. Uh, Curtis Hero said solid rambling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kind of curious, like, what do you think his role is going to be? Um, it's tough to exactly determine it. If we get the 18, 19, uh, Deadman that could hit 38% from three and, and could rebound at a pretty decent clip, he could be a, a solid big, uh, in the rotation and take a lot of pressure off of Bam and, uh, Belitza, uh, especially Bam. Um, but last season he was awful he was dealing with a lot of injuries. So we're hoping we see the, the former and not the latter and a guy who can just fit his role, you know, set good screens, uh, get, get our guards open and uh, downhill and uh, can hit some, hit, hit a couple spot ups and rebound. You know, we're not asking him for do much. He's got six fouls to use against Joel Embiid, six fouls for LaMarcus Aldridge for fat boy. Like you like to call him. They don't have uh, to be fat boy. They don't have to be fat boy. <laughs> Just give him six fouls, spread them out. Give give a hard foul to Harden. Give him a hard foul to Durant. 
spread him out. He's, he's, just, he's, just, he's just elbows. He's just elbows and torso. I, that's all I want. And he's going to, and if you look at him, he looks like he can fix your radiator. So hundred <laughs> percent. I feel like Jokic also looks like he can fix your radiator. Yeah, Jokic is definitely the one that's going to haggle you about the price though. Jokic gonna- looks like the world's best mechanic. Like Jokic <laughs> looks like he will fix the shit out of your like Nissan Sentra. He looks like like an uh, un uh like an uneducated engineer. Like he he never went to college, but he knows how to get shit done. He just got <laughs> he's got uh, he's got Jokic? that goodwill hunting. Yeah, Jokic. Jokic. He's got he's that goodwill man. hunting. <laughs> he's so fun, man. We were we were talking before you got here how like you know I don't think Embiid's gonna face single coverage in a playoff series against the Heat. I I think even if Bam's on the floor, I think they're gonna send help and they're gonna scramble and rotate. So. I don't think Deadman is going to be here to just be on an island against Embiid, but he's certainly going to be here to kind of uh, let the give the help a chance, right? And we were kind yeah. of I was saying how like Jokic would just he's so fun to watch pick that apart. He knows exactly where the help's coming, and he can he flings impossible passes. I just, I just love Nikola Jokic. We uh, we stand here on the pod. Did you see that there was a crazy stat on the timeline that Jokic has already passed to Aaron Gordon the second most. Uh, has already given Aaron Gordon the second most assist this season, and they played five games together. That's insane. But that might be a that might be a product of like them running handoffs and then Jamal Murray taking too many dribbles for it to count as an assist, even though it's <laughs> like kind of created by Jokic screening and, and it, no, it's just like finding him as a cutter and getting no, easy looks and and the magic being shit. Except against it's such us, a you know? great. It makes so much sense. And and him as a defender, he's like a legit wing that they could throw out LeBron and Kawhi, right? Like, like guys in the West don't like, you know, um, like Royce O'Neal, right? Not, not big enough to guard LeBron, right? Jeremy Grant last year just wasn't, wasn't big enough to guard LeBron and Aaron Gordon really gives him that. I think the Heat are kind of really well equipped to guard that kind of player. I think that's like one of the most underrated things that they do. They have Andre Gudala, they have Bam, they have Jimmy, and they have Ariza to throw at those they can give those guys single coverage. They don't have to blitz Tatum. Now, you might want to because he's not the best passer, but like guys like Kawhi, guys like Tatum, LeBron, they can give relatively single coverage. And if the guard just, if they want to put a guard in pick and roll, then, you know, kind of hard show and let recover. That's like one of their sneaky best skills. And that's, that's like one of the most important things in the playoffs to be able to guard that specific kind of player. Yeah, and, and everybody else that you mentioned, including who you mentioned, and and it's not even including Depot uh, in yeah. there. But you have all those but guys. I would, are, are, Depot can't guard power wings. No, 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 but I'm saying just positive defenders. Yeah, uh, he could probably but, like guard like a Paul George. Yeah, like, a, like guys, guys not going to punish you and power you. Yeah, yeah, like uh, even Jalen Brown. You know that's yeah. I think for for kind of conference say Chris Middleton. Although Chris might be a Chris might have a little too much size and a little uh, anybody much. who can't dribble, I want the I want Depot on him. Um, get on. No, but I, I would see like I would trust Depot on Drew Holiday, even though Drew has a little length on him. I think that Depot's just like he gives you your best chance. Drew's yeah. by the way been absolutely just a monster in Milwaukee, just absolutely yeah. shredding the league. I mean, he's he's become their second best player. Sorry, like, I love Chris Middleton. Sorry, Nikias, but like Drew's been outstanding for them. Shooting's been good. The dribbling's been good. That that's a good team. I'm excited no, for the playoffs. I know that it's kind of weird talking about a loss. I feel like pretty good about that loss. Like, yeah, like in the way that 
it felt kind of anomalous because yeah they and, and i mentioned this uh, i was on alex Zano's radio show earlier today and i kind of referenced what nikaias i don't know remember if he tweeted this or said this in the chat but he said that the heat kind of forced memphis into a good shot profile because yeah. like memphis usually faces drop and they just do like dumbass floaters or mid-range jumpers in the heat by switching everything and trapping really kind of forced them into like really in rhythm threes which i thought was like really funny and they're just like piss poor shooters uh it was a weird game i don't know what the fuck happened I think we can talk a little bit about that, about how uh, I think first and foremost, I mean, but beyond the switching and the trapping that apparently pissed people off, I was like, whatever, that's that's kind of how they play defense. Right. But I thought the rotations were just always a step short, always a little late, always not like that's their thing, Frankie. Like they don't have overwhelming athletes on the perimeter. Their rotations are so fucking crisp and clean that even Tyler is in the right place at the right time and there early. And that just wasn't there yesterday. Yeah, I've said it on the, on the pregame show a plenty, but you kind of see this team's identity is uh, definitely a slow, slower game. Uh, they want to play half court. They want to out execute you, um, make you force you into tougher shots and stuff. They did none of that yesterday. They played a high paced game. Uh, it was one twenty four, one fourteen. That's not the kind of game the Heat win. Um, they need the, to grind it out a little bit, a little more of a slugfest, 90s, 2000s type basketball game. Do you uh, want with, them to do that? That's been their, That's been how they win. They they win the games 98 to 93, not I don't like that, though. But I, that's I, I the, like, yeah, like, but they, like... They can't... They need to pick up the pace a little bit. They have I know. To, they're not hitting shots, G. If they're not hitting shots, they can't do that. I, I would like so like and we've talked a little bit about this like I like Victor kind of getting them into early offense a little yeah. sooner I think that's like huge they're 30th in pace partly because we again we've said this a bunch but they take a million seconds to get into a dribble handoff and then you know all of a sudden when they switch that now you have eight seconds to make something happen that's bad for the offense because you're not grinding out possessions you're just wasting time doing nothing there's one thing when you're working switches and like and in the playoffs i trust them to do that i trust them to execute their offense a little sooner i mean i I, we haven't seen much of it but i saw last season they were getting into their sets a little quicker and if someone switched they're like okay where's jimmy somebody there's a mismatch jimmy's gonna find it jimmy's gonna hunt jimmy's gonna attack shout out to curtis hero for the tier one gifted sub man we love that support you're the best curtis hero specifically is just fucking awesome we love you dude um So they need to be a little faster so they can work the chessboard a little better. Yeah, definitely. Um, a heat expert here saying uh, they use so much energy on defense, all the stuff they run in their offense that they have to maintain a slow pace. It's a great point by him that they, they do run so much off offensively, uh, the motion offense, the Duncan running off handoffs, bam, setting the, the tone offensively, uh, Jimmy having to attack isolations. Isolations get exhausting as well. Like you're, ha- you're trying to overpower him and Jimmy's he's not, not isoing a lot though. He's not- no, no, but he, he's, he's looking to go through guys. Uh, in the in the overpowering sense, so he's trying to get a good matchup, and he's trying to get to the rim, be aggressive, attack mentality. That's exa- That's exhausting work. Um, they so need to it, be, it, but I'm with you. I just think they yeah. need to be a little. I think they need to. Sorry about that. They need to be a but, little better offensively. They need to be no, a hundred percent, hundred percent. They're not they going to have to have a little kind of more bite. 
they're not getting to the finals with this kind of offense. They need to, their sh- the shots need to fall. Once the shot, like we, we mentioned this yesterday, Ariza, um, uh, Bielitsa, they're all shooting uh, below 30% since they've gotten here. They, they're not, they haven't greased the wheels yet on offense. Like we hoped, uh, I think as long as helped. Tyler and Duncan are fine, I think, yeah, they, they've gotten that. better. They've gotten better. Definitely. Both of them shooting, shooting the ball a lot better since the deadline, but you need a, more depth than that because uh, you're not you both those guys are both negatives defensively they're going to be hunted and you need they need to grease the wheels a lot more than that they're not going to be scoring 30 points a game in the playoffs they're they need to grease the wheel you need other guys greasing the wheels for you uh you need um goron back you need uh depot to hit open shots a reason to hit his open shots bielita to space the floor you need those guys to hit those shots so these guys can go downhill and uh, and that when the deep set defense collapses, you can kick it out and make them pay. Otherwise, they're they're just gonna keep collapsing on the defense and and nothing's gonna happen. Just 2011 finals all over again. The best version of themselves is a team that can make the finals. Whether we ever see that or not, that's a different question. But at their best, at their peak, when they're operating at like the capacity that we know that they can. There, we we have not seen that situation. yet, though. Yeah, uh, we need a greasy situation. We need a greasy. Situation. <laughs> uh, uh, no, definitely. You, uh, you know, I'm I'm putting part of this on you. You have not what? once called Trevor Ariza or Bielitsa mediocre shooters. Um, because they're good. No, but this is what happens, G. This is what happens. I know. You, you got to play your role. Everybody needs to play their role. You got to perfect your role. You know, you knew your role last year, and that's why I got to be a team it. player. I got to, I got to figure something out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I take responsibility for that. We haven't fat shamed Bailey too enough uh, over here, so maybe, maybe that's the next step. I, I don't know. We need to, we need to figure something out for these yeah. guys. We need um, to try something out. You know, work the offense, may, apply some different strategy. We're, we're going with this. We're not making adjustments, and that's on all of us, honestly. Starts with you, though. Starts with me, then ends with Spo. Yeah, yeah, just, absolutely. Just, just totally, just the top to bottom. Um, I, you know, I like Victor lately. I think yesterday was kind of good because, and I, I saw five reasons tweet this out. Um, that if anything to take from this game, it's that Victor trusts his body, and uh, I think that that's a great takeaway. That as if that's what came out of that, I'm okay. And if and if it's a process because they are a new team, they are they are a wholesale different team than they were prior to the trade deadline for a couple of reasons because Duncan and Tyler are playing well again I mean Duncan was always playing well but like Duncan was now is elite again now he's shooting well again not even because he was elite before because yeah. 39% on like eight attempts is fucking elite he's like super duper elite he's like best and like even before that he was like third and made threes it's crazy how we're like no we need more out of you he's kind of back to form Tyler has done some soul searching has found something I don't know what he's found, but he's found something, and I like it. <laughs> and if those guys are playing well, the team looks different. Everything works differently when they're there. Oladipo is not an easy piece to incorporate on offense. I think on defense, it's looked good. On offense, it it hasn't, and that's gonna that's a work in progress. Similar to Jay and Andre getting here and them changing the defense, it wasn't good right away. If you remember, like that switch scheme was getting absolutely torched in the beginning. Because like Jay didn't really know where to stand and they were the help wasn't really good and like they, they didn't figure that out. Eventually they got there. But this is a work in progress, right? This is a work in progress. And Goron's not really hundred percent right yet. That's mm-hmm. another thing I want to get to. I was watching I was watching some Goron film today. 
um, on Instat. That's like my new favorite thing. Oh God, I love it. Set so much. I was watching every possession Gorin's had uh, off handoffs going to the basket because that was a huge part of their offense last year. Something that they would do is have Goron come off a screen into a handoff and then have Bam roll. And then if Duncan's screening or Jimmy's screening, you have either Jimmy rolling or Duncan flaring and then Bam rolling. So you have all this action going in and out of the paint, right? So you have this perfect synergy, this perfect motion offense with Goron as an elite finisher with a head of steam going to the rim with a lob threat and a shooter. That's optimized. It was optimized, and then the bubble, it was fucking torching people. And that hasn't been there this season. Goran doesn't have the zip. The shooters were not providing the spacing that they needed. And those two things combined has been disaster. Smith and Smolnik says, do you get so horned up from inside that he has to log in through incognito mode? Listen, did you not see yesterday? They did it again. They did the horns thing again. They ran horns with Jimmy and Tyler. So for those of you who don't know, I, I did a little video analysis. I put on my little Nikai's Duncan hat and I analyzed the play in which uh, Jimmy Butler was screening in a horn set with Bailitia. And what a horn set is, is with the ball handlers at the top of the key, you get one guy on the left and one guy on the right screen, and one of them pops and the other one rolls, right? It's a really common basketball play, and it's it's like a really cool stuff. And what Eric Spolstra has done for many years, going back to the big three days, is he would have guards, screen, and horns. Because traditionally, you want your bigs doing it. So in the big three heat, it would be like Chris Bosch and then Shane Battier, right? As your two, as your four and your five. And then Battier will roll and Bosch will pop. But obviously Battier sucks as a roller. And Bosch was not like an elite three-point shooter yet at that point. So what they did was they would have like Ray Allen and Dwayne Wade screen and horns. And then Ray Allen was flaring and Dwayne Wade was rolling. And now you have LeBron James put in a pick and roll with two guards right in front of him. And those guys are just like literally that's that's no resistance. Whoever's guarding Ray Allen is just not giving LeBron any resistance. And whoever's guarding Dwayne, same thing. And Spo has kind of reincorporated that except using Jimmy as a roller. So what they've done recently is they even clear out the side. So normally in a horn set, you have your four, your, your, your one and your two and the deep corners. What Spo has done, he kind of vacates the corners and they run like a two-man game. So like Duncan and Ariza will run something and like Duncan will curl off Ariza screening while they're running the horns action. So they empty out the corners and they have Duncan kind of moving up. And what you have is Jimmy rolling into massive amounts of space. And it's been like really successful. And they did it again last night and they got a free layup because of course, Goran is a good decision maker, Jimmy. So that's something you guys should watch. Uh, Four, and I'm sorry I'm rambling again. I just listen, I get excited for horn sets. I mean, it's cool. I love it. Brass Jazz and Chat says horns. you plug stream beat yet, Frankie. Horny for horns. Uh, no, I haven't plugged stream beat yet. Moose isn't here yet. Nikias is ignoring stream beat. Mm. This is uh this is just a mess. This is just a mess. I saw that your uh your one of your guests, uh Adnan Verk, is now doing something with uh the Levitar Pirate Ship. Yeah, you just join Metal Lark. You see what happens? You join uh, us for an episode of Streambeat. You get a, a, an upgrade in, your, in the pay and the raise and your Look job and exploitation. Like this is this is what Streambeat can do for you. Streambeat's a career launcher. You know, not that I'd ever need your help, but it 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 certainly helps. By the way, if you guys are listening to this or you're listening to the pod and you missed last night's Hangover Time. Our oh, post game show hosted by Alphonse Sydney, aka Alf nine five four, aka my. He Twitter president. We had Mike Ryan on from the Dan Levitard show with Sugats. And Mike is an is an old friend of the show. Mike's OG. Mike's OG, he Twitter. Uh awesome dude. 
check that out. The replay's on YouTube, or if you listen on the pod, listen to the pod. Uh, Mike took an on-air swipe at the Deuces Podcast Network. Oh, God, it was glorious. He attacked Dos Minutos repeatedly. Is that not funny? Like, let's, like, let's, I mean, let's pause from, like, the basketball stuff for just a second. Give us one second to self-indulge in, like, each Twitter lore. That was, like, that, A, that was so inside heat Twitter, but that goes to, I mean, Mike's, like, legitimately, like, a very known, famous person in sports. And the fact that he is on our platform talking shit about the Deuces Podcast Network made me so happy. It made this all worth it. It was the deuces and straight rich for me. He can't, he came out swinging on both of them, took all the swipes all the way down. It was, it was like watching LeBron get a mismatch in the playoffs. Like he wanted and just making that guy get off the floor. It was just a, a, a matchup nightmare for, for the deuces network. And this is why they, they, they had to hire uh, Isaac and, and not hire anybody He's an else. He's, he's he's completely an embezzler. They don't know what they're doing over there, and I'm I'm glad somebody's finally called them out. Brass and chat says Deuce is probably my least podcast network ever. And listen, he's right. Um, okay, real quick because we're not doing a very long show today. Uh, we've done a lot of content this week. We had hangover time. We did a locker room session, which covered a lot of the stuff uh, earlier. By the way, if you miss a locker room session, go to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Miami Heat We have all sorts of goodies. Uh, we're planning our next watch party soon, so get involved with that. We have all our newsletter that's coming out this week. Tons of fun stuff going on in the Patreon. So so join that. Uh, Frankie, I want to talk a little bit about the Lakers because, like, it, uh, I saw that. Uh, Hold on, you you were you were talking about Goron, and you never, and then you went off on a tangent about the horns. Well, what was I saying about? Oh yeah, I watched a ton of Goron film. That man is not walking through that door. They're not getting that Goron. That Goron is gone. He doesn't I, exist anymore. I absolutely love how we give you takes. Uh, I know it's it's all of us. Every single one in the group chat Alf, gives you takes. Tiff, Siobhan, everybody. Chris, uh, Brass, everybody says this, and you take months of denial, denial, I know, denial. months, months, months. And then you finally come along, you're like, holy shit, you guys were right. Yeah, All the time. I mean, it's jarring, but, like, you watch, like, the possessions in the playoffs, and you watch them now, and you're just like, no, this is not the same dude. This dude, is just Gor- not. Goron was legitimately a top 10 player in the playoffs. That's, like, legit, like, stats don't tell the story, because you look at the numbers, and you're just like... I mean, he can replicate this. This is not, you know, you look at it and you're just like, that's not so impressive that he can't do that again. Because it's no. not like he was like shooting the lights out or anything. He was shooting like 40 something percent from the 40s, like 3% from the field, you know, 30, 38% from three. Like it wasn't like anything jarring in yeah. 19 points a game. You watch what he was doing. The purpose and the force in which he moved is just different. Uh, King King Jack 23 in chat says, Goran's gone, bro. Kind of, kind of, he's kind of gone. And if he's not going to be the same, if he, if he's going to be your sixth best option, I'm not feeling too good about that unless Depot and Tyler become something that I don't think they will be. Yeah. I don't feel so good. Mr. Riley. I don't, (laughs) I don't feel so good. Mr. Riley. Like that's, that's to me what, yeah. Brasses don't bother playing Gore until the playoffs. I, I disagree with that for a couple of reasons. Got a, he needs to build chemistry with the guys on the court. And I do think that they should rest him and have a maintenance plan and a minutes maintenance plan. But I don't, I don't think, I don't know how serious people are when they say like literally don't play him until the playoffs. Like 
maybe shut him down for weeks. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, they tried that with Dwayne. Do you remember? They would just like shut Dwayne down for like, yeah. and then he looked like shit that playoffs and the season that he didn't have a maintenance plan. He looked way better. He was in much better shape. It's, it's tough. Brass says, <laughs> fuck you. I'm right. Probably. I agree with Brass. Yeah. Brass could have come on the pod, but didn't fucking coward. He's in chat, but he won't come on. Talk with us. Ooh. He's too good. Now he's on hangover time producing. Doesn't do pods anymore. Ooh. Press. Yeah. So don't you dare disagree with me. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so something to I monitor. Would, I would try, you know, like it doesn't have to be a full on maintenance uh, plan. Uh, just, you know, avoid the back to backs and stuff like that. Like, uh, especially road back to backs. Try oh, to rest sure. on where you can. Um, you know, you have none and Vincent who have played decently this year and can, you know, they're not going to replicate what Goron can, can do fully, but that could give you some, some scoring punch off the bench. Vincent can give you some defense and, and can run the offense solid, uh, solidly enough. You know, that's, that's where you can get Goron the rest that you need. You know, they're, they're still playing for a playoff spot. They're still playing for a, a, a home court advantage. They need, they do need Goron to get to a good spot in the playoffs. They need him. And it, and again, for them to unlock the best version of themselves, they need him to be something that he isn't. And the burst isn't there. The finishing's not there. Shooting, not very good. I've mentioned before the step back in isolation. That step back three was huge for him. It's not there. That was like one of the most important things he added to his game. Made him very difficult, especially coming off handoffs. If teams were switching and Biggs had to really lay off of him, he takes that one hard dribble, then the step back. Um, the Heat are that's, great. I, I saw. No, go ahead. No, that's what they were missing in the finals. They had no pull up threat, so they could run drop all day. And and uh, Tyler wasn't making them pay. And and that's it. That the on ball offense w- w- went dead because Goran was hurt and uh, none none scored a little bit, but he wasn't the playmaker that Goran is. So. They, get, they would live with the results. So I saw a video today uh, of a guy named Samson Folk. I retweeted on on the Heat Beat account. And what he, he had a really great quote where he says, Miami attacks space so diligently. And I'm like, that's such a great way to describe how the Heat play offense. They attack space. They leverage shooting. They leverage their spacing. And they leverage their movement to get to soft spots of the defense with like just really relentless effort and movement. It's exhausting to watch Tyler and and Duncan Robinson play. I mean, Duncan and Tyler are in full sprint all the time. When they come off the screen, they are not trotting, right? They are in full sprint. And that's not, watch other teams. Watch other teams run that. Listen, nobody's running shit in the NBA that like nobody else runs. Everybody runs the same stuff. For the most part, every yeah. uh, the sets are the, a flex action, the flex action, floppy is floppy, horns are horns, a pistol is pistol. Uh, all this stuff is the same, right? Yeah. To a degree, everybody runs their little variations, but like most, like watch how other people run this stuff. Those guys don't run with the same force that they do, and it's relentless and it's exhausting. But I thought it was such an, an eloquent way to put it that they just attack space, they shift the defense by doing so. Because when Duncan and Tyler are hitting their shots and when they're moving like that, the defense has to give a shit. They have to care. They have to help. They have to switch. They have to double. They have to do something because that guy can't beat you because those three points and he will knock down seven to nine and we've seen it and he's done it and teams don't want that because that sucks. And when the defense starts shifting, now all of a sudden, now we're cooking with oil. 
you get Jimmy, you get Bam into those soft, those soft spots get softer. Those pull-ups get a little easier. Those drives to the rim, suddenly they're a step sooner. It's good. And that their offense can be that that level of good. They need to click on all levels. Oladipo is a huge part of that because without Goran giving that rim pressure, I want to see them run Oladipo off more handoffs, kind of getting him downhill to the rim. It's not something I've seen too much of. He's not the shooting threat that Goran is, which makes him imperfect for that because when Goran comes off that handoff, he is a legitimate threat to pull up right there off that catch. Depot is not, but Oladipo's quicker. He has burst and athleticism that Goran doesn't have. Uh, Goran is a, a stronger kind of, you know, burlier finisher and stuff like that. So I would watch out for that. What you got, Frankie? You... Oh, yeah, I was going to add. Uh, yeah, like you, you like you said, most teams run the same kind of stuff. But the Heat really have a, a custom to, um, you know, since these guys are, are bottom tier roster guys, got, guys that have to work their way up from the G League, bottom of the lottery. They had to, you know, nothing was given to most of these guys. To, so they've had to like really perfect their craft. There's, you know, you can come off a, a pin down, but uh, if you're not walking down your guy and, and creating an easier angle for yourself, like you're making your job harder. You know, some guys can get the ball off a pin down without working hard and, and still hit that shot, but you're not going to uh, increase the, the, the amount of open looks you're getting. If you're not doing the work early, Duncan is phenomenal at that. He walks his man down, puts his shoulder into him, creates that angle, gets him leaning that way. And then full dead on sprint coming for the handoff. And that that's what forces the big to come hedge up and play, uh, play the line so high. So, and, and then as a result of that, like you said, bam gets open, Jimmy gets open, Duncan jumps up, gives him the drop, the red sea parts, and they're coming in for the flush. It's stuff like that, that, you know, you don't always pay attention to, but it's such little, little minor details that make all the difference. And Duncan's done, is so good at that, that it's, it's amazing to watch and him being six, eight, and uh, and just having having that high release and getting his shot off so quickly makes all the difference in the world too for that. He's just a phenomenal shooter to watch play. It's why like we watched last night's game and I don't take much from it, right? Like there's a couple of things that you can be concerned about, but I thought the reason why they lost that game was anomalous. It's not why they lose basketball games in 2021. They yeah. don't lose basketball games because their rotations are bad, and they don't lose basketball games because they make stupid decisions on defense. Normally, they lose basketball games because these motherfuckers can't score a lick, right? Yeah. And if a team, if Dylan Brooks is going to have 23 and a quarter, Love that. Uh, mostly on Jimmy, like scoring Tip over your Jimmy. Tip your cap, that's it. That no, scary. but it's frustrating, Frankie. Like, the fan base is. is pissed. I mean, we saw, we know. I mean, the fan base is pissed, and I think rightfully so. And double teaming and trapping fucking this Ted Cruz looking kid, I forget his name, uh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Uh, it's frustrating. You're like, why are they doing that? Why are they over trapping? Yeah, why are they, why are they over switching? It's totally valid and it's frustrating. You just like hear your head scratch, but the defense is not why they lose games. And yeah. they know that coaching staff knows they're all smart. That this is a high IQ basketball team. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought what Nikai said was uh, interesting on the timeline that they're kind of just running their defense, what they want to run, even though it's not a good matchup. They didn't adjust to their opponent this game. Um, they were running their stuff that they're trying to work on and try to get ready for the playoffs. <laughs> and, you know, normally, like you, like you also mentioned, that uh, most teams are running drop and and going under these screens on jaw and, and trying to force this team into taking floaters and contested shots. Um 
but the heat are going over, they're switching, they're trapping, they're hedging, they're forcing the, the, the actions toward the rim, towards them aggressive. And it's not just jaw. That's a threat to get to the cup. Cause they, they these guys get to the cups and yeah, hit floaters at a high level. Yeah. It's slow-mo doing it like like an old man at the YMCA, just knowing how to play and hitting the uh, shots off the glass and stuff. Uh, you know, they, they didn't adjust to this opponent, definitely. And I liked – I, I, I kind of like it in a way that they're trying to, like, force their way to, to – they, they know they can adjust to them and, and win this game, but they're trying to, to – uh, really test their defense. They're trying to see this is a bad matchup for how we want to play our defense. Let's fucking play our defense anyways. Let's test it out. This is a young Spurly team. They're going to run. They're going to push the pace. They're going to get on transition. They're going to uh, attack early and often. They're going to get, uh, th- there's not a shot when they get to the rim. They're going to kick it out. The next guy's going to attack it over and over and over again um, until the, until the open shot gets there. And that's that's a great test for the defense. You saw they didn't do they weren't up to par. They were definitely not a playoff team defense. They looked slow. Night. It wasn't yeah. even like the but I, that, but, I don't want even want to blame the scheme too much. While you can talk like why the scheme didn't work, but like they just legit were not executing at a high level. Yeah, but but they have always struggled. They're they're an older team, man. They're you have a I reason. Like what heat expert says in the chat, he'd struggle with those young athletic teams. Yeah, yeah they always the have these guys. They're how many old. guys in, in the rotation are above thirty? <laughs> Like remember, guys, men win playoff games. Kids don't, and they don't exactly. have to face those kids in the playoffs. Yeah, the Grizzlies are hanging a banner that they beat Andre Iguodala twice this year, and that's mm, all they can at once. They, he didn't even play the first game. Uh, Frankie, th- the other thing I think, like this, is a good test for how they're going to guard Embiid because they're going to defend like that. They're going to front and recover and 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 rotate, right? They're, they're not going to give and beat single coverage. So I also thought it was like for them, like, okay, let's try this out and let's see what we got to work on before, you know, before dress rehearsal. Yeah, literally. Um, and, and you know, the, the Grizzlies don't have as many shooters as uh, Philly does. They I mean, hit way too many shots, dude. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. I saw no, 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 they, like, no. The first 10 of 11 corner threes. Fuck yeah, yeah. out of here. No, 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 but normally they don't hit. They're not. Yeah, that's crazy. what I'm saying. Yeah, they don't. They suck. Like, uh, you know, they can they they have guys who can hit a shot, but they're they don't have a lot of shooters. It's Desmond Bain, rest in peace. My uh, draft coverage on Desmond Bain. Um, I don't the, like people getting upset at, at them not getting Desmond when they needed a guard because we also they also needed a big right and they got one. Uh, right? they could have so precious had panned out. Like I don't no, know. I that. I just think that that's a I, dumb I, exercise. I, I I didn't like the precious pick just because it was. Like, they almost it, traded him for Lowry. Like, come on, let's get stop this. No, like, man. But if they had they had drafted Maxi or Bain, they would have had Lowry. That would have been enough. They wouldn't have been begging for a, a draft pick. No, I they think they were going to beg for the draft. They were begging Philly for the draft pick regardless, and Philly had better younger players. Ah, I don't think I so. Think. I, I, I I think. But um, uh, no, man. Regardless, it, it, yeah. It's it's just uh, one of those nights, man. That the shooting's not there for the Heat. The defense wasn't there. They were steps slow. That's okay. You know, you take that. You you learn from it. You move on. This is a veteran team. They're not gonna hold their heads down on this loss like the fan base does. They're they're not. We care. We're apocalyptic. Yeah, we go game to game. If they won that game, we're like, ah, yeah, beat our chest seven in a row. Let's go, baby. We got this. But no, they lost the game. They lost a tough game. Uh, they looked slow. That's okay. That happens. We're good. Time to time. We move. We move. We're Gucci. It's all good. Lakers tomorrow. Which, by the way, I, I saw. I think yeah, Philly Heat said the Lakers have like a 100 defensive rating. 
um, in like their last five games or something. We're coming for <laughs> that. Last two weeks or something, huh? Shout out, we're coming for that ass. Shout out to OG for almost starting a benches clearing brawl. Dude, I listen, I love OG Ananobi. Where's Jack? Uh, Indiana's Indiana University's finest. I love OG. He's he's well deeper than him. But yeah, like, it's great. I love it. Um tomorrow, you know, I, they gotta win tomorrow. I don't think there's any kind must of win games. Not a must win game, but like they better win. Like, come on. Reven- you beat revenge that. game, you gotta shit on them. You gotta yeah. beat Dennis Schroeder. You can't. You can't go in. And remember, uh, Barry Barry Jackson said this earlier, uh, on in his article. He's like, remember that he lost to a Clippers team without Kawhi and Paul George, twice. <laughs> God, some of those fucking early season losses. The heater with Jimmy. Heat, <laughs> with Jimmy, the Heat are gonna look back at some of those early season losses, and if they fall short of a, a home a home court seat or anything like that they they find themselves in the the playing game they're gonna fucking regret some of they those gotta get animals. the fuck out of the playing game like yeah. i want i want out of that playing game i want that four or five i don't care i i'll i'll take the five seed i don't care but i, I out I of the playing just away from it yeah. i don't want any one game samples where want, somebody hits 15 out of 20 corner threes and i want and then, philly in the second round man i want philly in the second round and i want to see the matchup they should want that's the yes matchup. absolutely i want philly, philly in philly the second round i'd actually want philly over milwaukee yes because i want milwaukee to face brooklyn oh i didn't even i didn't even think that far ahead no. I, I just think i just think the path for them is philly i think i think Man, that's easier if you go through Philly. They they can't outscore Brooklyn, and I don't care if they have the wing defenders to, to to do a good job against them. They just they just won't outscore them. It's just it's too hard. Milwaukee can, and Philly can, but Miami can't. And I do think that Miami has some tactical advantages against Milwaukee and the Sixers. Now Milwaukee, very interestingly, is switching a lot this season. I think I, I saw that they're switching eighteen percent of their possessions rather than nine percent last season. So they're they're trying stuff, right? And switching really hurts the Heat. They're not a high switch team yet, but you know they're working on that. So that's something to watch. Uh, I think they play the Bucks one more time this season. I know Giannis is missing some time now. Um, they escape. They 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 barely lost to the Warriors without Giannis yesterday. Steph had to like go crazy. Um, so listen, the Eastern Conference is fun. There's a lot to look forward to. Tomorrow's game against Dennis and the Lakers uh, is going to be important. I'm sure that TNT is very mad. That that game has no stars except for Jimmy and Bam. Uh, I guess I know the depot. No, no Lakers stars. Uh, remember our Patreon, patreon.com slash Miami Heatbeat. Follow me at Gnavas103 on Twitter. That's G-N-A-V-A-S 103. You can follow Frankie at Frankie G underscore. Uh Frankie uh um, follow Streambeat. Yeah. Uh what is Streambeat? You want to tell people what, what you and Moose are doing with Streambeat? When do you, when do you guys record? Uh we usually record on When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. 
Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.